Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Jurassic World, colon, Fallen Kingdom, spoilers, all spoilers, in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Yes, we are going to do a second episode on Jurassic World today, but uh, I brought along a little bit of help with me. Uh, David. David? Go by David? Yeah, David. Awesome. Uh, David is here to help me talk about Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom. Uh, You uh, graciously agreed to help me with this. I I appreciate it a lot. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. Um, So you saw it uh, opening weekend? I did. I saw it Friday nice. in IMAX 3D, not by choice, but by uh, necessity. <laughs> necessity. Oh, man. Well, uh, I only saw it in normal, regular 2D, so <laughs> you can add a little bit of a depth that I can't. Right. <laughs> um, so um, I I know you through Fantasy Movie League. Uh, right. You know... Just like a lot of the people I'm going to talk to from Fantasy Movie League, not someone that I, I really know that well. Um, well, I mean, we've been talking for like three minutes now, so we're yeah, I, I pretty mean, close. We're best friends. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, this is this is this is different. This will be a change and uh, get to know each other a little bit and how we feel about this movie. Sounds good. So first thing is, how did you feel about the first Jurassic World? Um, I think I liked it better than most. I didn't love it. I'm not a huge, like, action movie fan or, like, blockbusters are, you know, I just kind of take them for what they're worth for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it okay. Like, I would give it, like, maybe a, a B minus. So, palatable, for sure. <laughs> palatable. It's a good word for it. Yeah, I was maybe a little bit lower on it than you, but definitely had fun watching it. It did enough spectacle stuff to keep me entertained watching it the first time I got to see it. Um, so so how are you feeling with Fallen Kingdom when it was announced? You started to see trailers for it, things like that. Uh, well, not surprised, first of all, because the first one made so much money. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I, I didn't care. <laughs> I really didn't. It's, it's not something... I was busting out to see. Uh, I didn't have movie pass at that point. Now I do. So now every movie is kind of fair game for me. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I was willing to uh, go see it for sure. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what what was the necessity that made you have to see it in, in 3D IMAX? Um, so I have Fridays off, and I always try to double feature uh, on Fridays. And I, I go to the early morning matinee and pay for that one, and then movie pass the more expensive one mm-hmm. and uh once i got there the times had shifted a little bit and the only one within like 30 minutes was the imax 3d one so i had to go for that one oh, if darn. i unless i want to wait darn uh are you you a fan of 3d at all no not at all <laughs> not at all yeah i'm 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 in the same boat same boat um okay okay so bad start yeah <laughs> um so so then uh what first first gut reaction after the movie was over? Thumbs up, um, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. 
thumbs between down and sideways, probably. Okay. Uh, not great. Unnecessary, as almost all sequels are. And uh, I think the, the thing I, I, I took away from it the most is that I didn't really like any of the characters. Like, maybe the Brontosaurus who died. <laughs> oh, that was probably yeah. my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the most affecting piece of the whole <laughs> movie for me. Yeah. Uh, maybe the little girl. I kind of like the little girl. Other than that, I... I just I didn't really care if anyone lived or died, and that's never a good thing in a movie. No, you gotta have some stakes in there for sure. Um, was it so? I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I saw the first one. Um, Me too. And I don't, as far as I remember, like the ending of the first Jurassic World was kind of just the parks closed and yeah, dinosaurs right. were running over the island. So. As someone, you know, I don't watch any of the trailers or anything like that, so I wasn't exactly sure where this movie was going to go. But for you, did it end up like leading in a direction that you expected it to go in with the like the island volcano and then ultimately the trafficking involved? Uh, not at all. But I, I, I didn't like avoid trailers, but I also didn't really seek them out. So I saw like some of the ones on TV, and I can't say that I super paid attention to them. So. <laughs> Uh, I was, I definitely wasn't expecting dinosaur trafficking, uh, the volcano thing. Well, I wasn't expecting that either. I didn't even know about the volcano, so I knew pretty, pretty little about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, is this the direction you would have gone? Oh, almost definitely not, but, uh, I can't (laughs) tell you what, what, where I would have gone. Right. I, I, the same thing, like, I, I don't know what the right move would have been. But I, I know that this is the wrong move, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And totally. That's never a good place to be in, either. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the characters, not liking any of the characters. Uh, pretty similar. Uh, I guess I was probably a little more lukewarm. I guess on the two new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I, I don't know what their name. Um, I do have their names in front Zia? of me. Zia is Zia. Zia the, is the yeah. girl. And I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, I just nerdy glasses guy. Uh, it's um, Franklin Webb was his Franklin. character name. Okay, there we go. So Z and Franklin, I was a little bit okay on, and and I agree. Like I thought the little girl was was an interesting part. It felt more like the first Jurassic Park having her yeah, in the yeah. movie, which was nice. She was endearing. I'll give her that. Yeah, but of course, like. The brontosaurus was... <laughs> Not as endearing as the brontosaurus. No. You get to see the brontosaurus for like 15 seconds, and it's the most powerful part of the movie. It really is. <laughs> um, uh, what did you think of Rafe Spall? Um, I, I thought he did a fine job acting or whatever. He was It was so transparent that he was a bad guy right off the bat, though. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was... Uh, I don't know. Disappointing, I guess. You could... I don't know if they wanted it to be a twist. It certainly wasn't if, if that was the uh, intention. Right. Uh, I don't know. He's just a slimy. All, all the bad guys in this were very straightforward kind of uh, stock bad guys. So <laughs> not great. No. He, um, you know, it, it's, I, I, listen, I was listening to somebody else talk about it, and they, can't, they mentioned the idea that um, the nicer someone first appears, like the more evil they're going to become later on in the movie. Kind of totally, except for that. Trope. The dinosaur teeth guy. He was kind of consistently yeah, evil. That's, that's true. That's I thought true. actually he might turn out to be good or something, but that was not the case. No, he, he did not. Um, what about... So, 
uh, I don't know when you... It's been a long time since I've seen Jurassic Park, either. Uh, I don't know how long it's been for you. I saw it in, within the last year, I think. Okay, fairly... Yeah. A lot fresher from the, for you than me, then. Yeah. Do you remember any mention of John Hammond's partner... No, I was wondering if I'd forgotten. See, I've never seen The Lost World or Jurassic Park 3. Or, okay. Well, I've seen part of Lost World. Uh, so I was wondering if that was something I missed, but I, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, I, I was not aware of that either. Uh, I, I Maybe it's like a passing mention that he had a partner at some point, but I, I don't remember it at all. So that was kind of strange. Um, Agreed. Because like, they had to just, I guess, not necessarily invent this whole uh, additional element of it, but... You're introduced to this guy in this movie, and you're already introducing the fact that like he had a falling out with Hammond, and there was this big separation that the two had, and none of that came through in the four movies before this one. <laughs> yeah, it felt very Westworld-inspired to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For good reason, I guess. Same, yeah, maybe that's what they're same going Same author. Um, so, James Cromwell in the movie, as the former partner of John Hammond, uh, is basically just... Uh, an old guy in bed the whole time. <laughs> He's uh, good at that. He, he he does well. Uh, he does. I need well. an old guy in bed. Give me Cromwell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he. Uh, so we find out ultimately that the reason that he separated from Hammond is uh, he took the cloning to a new level with human yes. beings. Um, revealed through the fact that the little girl, uh, believed to be his granddaughter, is actually a clone of his daughter. Right. Um, which, I don't know, I guess, like, that's an interesting concept, but as I kind of said, like, putting that in a movie with dinosaurs kind of feels a little unnecessary. Like, they, right. it just gets completely overshadowed by the fact that you have all these dinosaurs running around. Yeah, the, the, the whole idea of cloning and the ethics behind that is already very clearly established, uh, you don't necessarily have to do it with a human. And, and even weirder was the way that the characters reacted to the, you know, finding this out, which was pretty much nonchalance. Yeah, no reaction whatsoever. Like, oh, this is a travesty. Didn't have that reaction. Or this is so cool. Didn't have that reaction. It's like, they accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> which is strange. Um, the only thing I liked from that aspect, which I don't think the movie did well, but I think the idea was decent is the fact that, like, she's connected to the dinosaurs in the way that they're both cloned. Sure. But the way that the movie does that connects them is by her releasing all the dinosaurs <laughs> yeah. onto the world. Which, uh, I don't... How can you ever possibly justify that? <laughs> I guess the only way you can is that she's seven or whatever she is, and she <sighs> didn't know any better. But she's also, like, 57. I don't know which one you can... <laughs> Right, right. Try and court there. Yeah, that's that was tough, tough, um, tough decision in the movie to swallow. Uh, yeah. Even if like the place we end in this movie, I kind of feel more excited for the one to come later. Yeah, the, I agree. The, uh, you know, I think like just having. I mean, we, there have been plenty of movies that have dinosaurs just roaming around a city, but most of those, the dinosaurs are, like, sentient and, like, buddy cop movies or something <laughs> something really <laughs> yeah. weird. Right. So having, like, actual dinosaurs wander, you know, T-Rex and a lion facing down or, or uh, just, just interacting with 
other animals that we've never really seen them interact with is is an interesting element to to look at maybe maybe yeah that feels it is interesting it feels a little borrowed from like the planet of the apes series now where you uh you have blue as kind of the caesar character who's like the one who can kind of you know negotiate between the humans and the (laughs) the wild animals it's very much like that it's very very (laughs) very much inferior to planet of the apes but right uh, right yeah, it, it felt the whole... You, you could tell that's where they, where they wanted to end the movie, and I think they had a lot of trouble getting it there. Mm-hmm. There a lot of hoops they had to jump over to get to that point. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, so, the tra- um, to kind of stay at the second half of the movie, all about trafficking, and all these different... I guess, like... They didn't. I don't remember if they called. They, they were like representative countries, but they're just like rich people at the auction. I guess. Yeah, I guess it, it kind of seemed like they were. It's like, will the evil delegate from you know Mongolia please step forward? Yeah, right, right. So they're all bidding on these dinosaurs and buying them for. I feel real tiny amounts of money. Yeah, I actually <sighs> when the I think the first one was like an ankylosaurus and it went for like fifteen million or something. I was like, oh man, that that dude got a steal by being the first one to bid on it. Yeah. And then the rest of them were about the same. I was like, whoa, okay. Oh, yeah, it's like... Maybe someday I can afford a dinosaur if <laughs> things break my way. I just like, if the market for this is that tiny, and they're all now extinct on the island after the volcano, uh, there's a very limited amount. Like, if they sold every single dinosaur that they had, that's only like maybe $200 million. Yeah. A little they, more than that, maybe. They lowballed it, for sure. Yeah, like that's far and away not enough money <laughs> like the amount of like the amount of resources much it must have taken just to like get all the people to the island get right all the dinosaurs it might be a island. wash actually <laughs> um but i guess and like this is something that came up like talking to my girlfriend after the movie was uh it and i, I don't remember it myself but it felt like more they were trying to angle or angle things towards um militarizing the indoraptor Thing that they were making, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which would definitely be a lot more profitable if they were able to do that assembly line style. Sure. But even, but even still, like the one that they, the prototype one that they sold, went for like twenty nine million, right? And I, I don't know what like tanks or like drones cost here right. nowadays, but I, I don't imagine that like the difference is substantial enough to represent the upside or whatever. Yeah, totally. I don't know. It just... And now... And, like, that entire plot is completely, like, gone, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, like, the... The, um, the Indoraptor's wild, but also the Indorex's bone is, like, lost now. Rafe's mm-hmm. ball, like, drops it running away, and it's gone. It's stepped on. So that's all introduced and completely removed in the span of this like movie and all yeah. in the second half of this movie let alone yep. uh ugh. so what about let's go back to the island though the volcano okay. my biggest problem with that was i don't know why the volcano needed to erupt i don't know why they needed to kill off all these other dinosaurs because like they didn't have to they can traffic dinosaurs without killing the rest of them from a plot perspective uh, so for me, it just felt like a decision made in the writing room kind of thing. Oh, 100%. So I 
but I don't know what that achieves. I don't know, like, other than looking neat, maybe, and, like, the spectacle of all these dinosaurs running away from a volcano, I don't think it achieves anything. Other yeah, than me that. neither. I, I think you have... It sets up some of the set pieces, which I'm not like you couldn't made a set piece on, you know, in some other situation. Mm-hmm. I guess it adds a ticking clock element, which maybe they couldn't figure out how to do in any other way, but yeah. other than that, I, I'm not sure. Because, if anything, like, that... The like aspect of that should have driven the price up for the dinosaurs that they actually no, totally. saved, like ti- times ten, times a hundred. <laughs> Maybe they said billion and we were just wrong. We just misheard. Everyone did. Yeah, everyone, everyone did. We'll go see it like week three, and they'll have edited it to be billion <laughs> instead of million. Trillion uh, dollars. <laughs> um. So, uh, as far as like. Uh, the things on the island, so um, we get Chris Pratt back in the game to come track down Blue. Yeah. Uh, the suppose apparently the only person who could ever possibly do it in the world. Uh, which I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of truth to that, but fine. Uh, how when when um, when Bryce Dallas Howard goes to meet him to try to convince him to join the expedition? Uh, my takeaway was he was just totally not on board after that exchange and he had no interest in it. Did you kind of get the same impression? Um, not really. I, I don't know. I, I, it was so kind of hollow. I didn't really think much of it at all. I just, <laughs> I was like, I know he's going to come. So, well, yeah, you know, he's got it, but I don't I, know. I don't know. It, it, for me, the, for me, I guess it just seemed the whole conversation. He just kind of like, the two of them were just kind of posturing for each other, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And they leave, and she's like, well, there's a ticket if you want it. And he's like, well, I don't want it, basically. But then he goes home and watches old, like, home videos of him in blue, like, playing right. and catch in the backyard. <laughs> and uh, suddenly his mind has changed. Great. <laughs> Got everybody on board. Yay. Um, we get to the island, and uh, so we've got... Bryce Dallas Howard and the hacker kid who... Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard and Franklin. Or Claire. Claire and Franklin. Claire. Um, they take care of the tracking systems on the dinosaurs so they can figure out where everything is. Uh, so, meanwhile, Owen and Zia go off to find Blue. And... the They build this... They build Blue up to be like this impossible to track dinosaur right and feels like they found her pretty quickly they they did and and you know so that's that's what it is uh which and and so um owen and zia also have a ton of these like guys with guns with them because what if things go sideways which only serves to have blue get shot by an incompetent lackey, <laughs> I guess, who, I don't know, did you feel like if he hadn't shot Blue, Blue would have killed that guy? You think Owen would have handled that situation? Uh, I, I think if it was a real, if the story were to unfold the way the story <laughs> should, he Blue would have killed them, but I don't think the writers would have ever let Blue kill anyone uh, other than the T-Rex because Blue has to be the hero. So. True. I guess True. that depends on which angle you're looking at it. That's fair. Okay. Um, Blue gets shot. Uh, 
crisis, mm-hmm. uh, followed by Owen getting tranked uh, yes. by um, the the Ted Levine, Ken Wheatley mercenary character. Yeah, I just called him Gunny in my head. <laughs> Gunny, uh, our our dentist character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he then they leave Owen. They take like uh, Zia has to like keep blue alive but they leave owen behind just don't even bring him with us yeah they need zia because she's a dinosaur veterinarian who's never seen a dinosaur before correct right. <laughs> in practice and in mind only yep uh so which uh you know they they later on say or um the, they later on have like there's a conversation about how oh if they let these people die then it's just like they died on the island in the volcano right which is a fair cover-up, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, like, Owen's, like, the one guy in the world who can, like, actually communicate with Blue and get Blue to, like, listen to him. Feels like a kind of important person to have around if Blue is so important to your enterprise. Yeah, I didn't really think of that. Uh, maybe that was the the gunny guy going a little rogue there. I'm not sure. Yeah, might be. Uh, so... Zia and the mercenary guys take Blue back to the compound, and meanwhile, we get this, probably my favorite action sequence and set piece of the movie, which is the inside of um, the facility with uh, Claire and Franklin, Mm -hmm. and the lava dripping through the ceiling, and uh, the Spinosaurus? No. Is that what that was? (laughs) I don't remember. It was... um, no, probably. I don't know. <laughs> All right, it's like a T-Rex. As long as you put a source with... on it, I'm going to just nod my head. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a T-Rex with a fin on it. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, they're the two the, the two human beings are on one side of this sort of wall of lava, and like the dinosaurs on the other side, and keeps getting burned trying to get around. And it wasn't. It's not a very long piece uh, action piece. It's just kind of like them ultimately opening up a hatch and escaping, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was the only time I really kind of felt any sort of worry for any of the characters. I could have totally um, seen Franklin bit it, bite it right there. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. I, that, that's true. Um, I thought several of the set pieces were really effective and really like beautifully made. Uh, I didn't have any problem with that. I thought the opening sequence was pretty enjoyable uh, with the getting away on the helicopter and the even though you knew the thing was going to come out and eat him. The, uh, that was kind of neat. Um Fra- I didn't actually like Franklin very much at all. I, I, I'm okay. probably a little bit uh, more down on the two new characters than you are. Uh, I, he's supposed to be the comic relief. That's very obvious that that's why he's there. Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't very funny to me. He was just this overly, <laughs> you know, exasperated, terrified stock character. And uh, not that the actor did a poor job, but I don't know. The the writers need to give him something a little funnier, I think, if, if he's going to be the only comic relief because they <laughs> – it's certainly not Chris Pratt like it usually is. Like, it's true. It's not. Um, I think my for Franklin, I found he was like, if I mean the the writing for him was very on the nose. Yeah. In that department, I thought his delivery was decent. No, no, yeah, I, I, for sure, exactly. But yeah, I, I see what you mean in that respect. And you mentioned the early sequence, uh, which we kind of glossed over, uh, which was the extraction of the endosaurus bone or the endorex's bone to use in the cloning process which requires opening up the park underwater 
taking right. a submersive, sub, uh, submersible inside, picking up the thing, then a helicopter grabbing the submersible, and... Or no, no, the helicopter grabs the bone, and then the submersible gets eaten by the dinosaur mm-hmm. underwater. Uh, followed by the hacker guy on the inside gets eaten by the T-Rex, or chased yep. by the T-Rex. Chased by the T-Rex. Of ultimately eaten by the Mosasaurus. And then couldn't close the gate, so the Mosasaurus gets out. Yep. Uh, so the only dinosaur that wasn't trafficked off of the island is this Mosasaurus. The giant fish-saurus. Yeah. And we this is like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. We see it, we see it get free. It does not show up again until like the last five minutes of the movie. Where... Just like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, exactly. Just like Jeff Goldblum. And we see it in a pretty much the exact same shot we see from the Meg trailers. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar. <laughs> which is a huge, t- a huge wave with people surfing and swimming on it. And then through the wave, you can see the Mosasaurus about to like descend and destroy and kill all these people. Uh, it doesn't in the movie, but this is setting us up for our our, our, our trilogy right. climax. Um, I don't know. I, I there's pl- plenty of like stuff for them to do with like the trafficking in the island and all that stuff like that. I can understand why that took us like two hours to get through, but I feel like we should have checked in with this Mosasaur at least once between <laughs> beginning and end. Just have him showing up at famous landmarks on the yeah. seaboard. Yeah, or like I don't know, he sinks a ship out on the ocean or something. I don't know, just something to give us to make that way. It kind of could like compare to the ending of the movie where all the dinosaurs are free, but we have this experience of the mosasaur already t- claiming all these lives and kind of. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, um, but that does kind of tie into Jeff Goldblum, who <laughs> we, who's uh, at a Senate hearing or. or some sort of something like that and they're like should we save the dinosaurs from this impending volcano and he says no (laughs) right uh and he continues to be one of the most intelligent characters in this series (laughs) (laughs) by far yeah um but i think to the credit like the 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 hearing agrees with him like they they come out and they're like yeah we're not gonna save them uh so you know humans making the right decision for once um as a whole, as a group, at least. Meanwhile, our individuals are deciding to do other things. Uh, and then we kind of get a clip. I don't even remember like what he says at the end of the movie, Jeff Goldblum. But he's like all over the trailers, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They, he was in it far less than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Um, which is, this, uh, you know, because like... One of the best parts of the first movie, you know, he's he's so he uh, I don't know. It was just really disappointing that yeah, they kind of this huge bait and switch with Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Um, and instead, we get to stick around with Owen and Claire. Uh, Yay! Yeah, that who like like you said, like I don't I didn't think any you know, any either of them were very good. I thought they were okay in the first movie. Like yeah. I was, I could pal, I could stomach them. They were perfectly fine, and I wasn't like clawing my ears out listening or watching them. But this movie, I don't know. I don't know what's different about the first. What's changed as far as like the way they're writing the characters? But it just they didn't 
feel human and, and real and three-dimensional anymore for me. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can't really put my finger on it, uh, but I, I get where you're coming from there. They they were pretty innocuous to me all around. Yeah. Which isn't a good thing. Never a good thing. Um, who else? So let's, the other kind of big name that was in this movie is Toby Jones as yeah, basically the auctioneer. Yep. Uh, and um, he is exactly that and nothing more. <laughs> Yep, that's it. Um, uh, so his his final scene in the movie is uh, they they've just brought out the Indoraptor to be sold. It's in the cage. They're showing that they can basically treat it like a cat, and it will pounce on a laser pointer for you. Um, I do love cats. So that that was a good scene for me. <laughs> good, good. Uh, and so he's. Uh, so then um, the the tiny dinosaur that helps Claire and Owen break out of their jail cell rampages through the auction house. Mm-hmm. Everyone runs. And then we get Ted Levine uh, walking in, and uh, he trank darts the Indoraptor like two or three times. Yeah. which And it collapses and falls. He opens the door of the cage. Cla- like, I just don't... I don't understand. I guess that's the uh, the benefit of <laughs> of him being so generically evil is that you don't care how dumb he is. You just want him to die. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I it's guess. very obvious he's going to. Clearly. Uh, it just... He, like, he tries to remove one of its teeth because he, he keeps a collection of teeth for whatever reason from all the dinosaurs. Yeah. And it... We get this like really ridiculous... At, scene where like the tail of the indoraptor waves behind him and he yeah, looks like, and it falls to the ground creating a diversion with his tail and yeah <laughs> yeah because it clearly needs an aver- a diversion to like <laughs> disable yeah, for this real. human like, being he's in the he's in the uh in the thing why are you gonna let him yank on your tooth for a while yeah. also yeah. why is the why does the indoraptor's tooth the only one that doesn't come out immediately i don't know <laughs> just because it's still alive maybe I, maybe that's it your teeth uh, just weaken as soon as you die maybe they do i don't know <laughs> that might be um yeah it, it like remarkable restraint from this indoraptor no yeah, very, res- no very reaction patient. like uh, i don't know i don't think i could play dead that well if someone was yanking on one of my teeth yeah and shooting me with trank darts i mean yeah i guess he knows his limits <laughs> perfectly perfectly um so he he dies indoraptor kills him and now the indoraptor's free uh, which is when we find out that Toby Jones is still cowering in the same room. Mm-hmm. Runs into the elevator where he finds three other of the like rich people waiting and like hiding. And uh, the he thrusts one of them out into the open to take their spot, which doesn't make sense if two yeah. people can hide on both sides. So he has no no need to throw anybody into the way. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. And the only person, and the person he picks of all these people is the only female character, naturally, which was frustrating too. Um, and yet it doesn't end up mattering because the Indoraptor somehow destroys the the elevator system and the doors. He pushed open. the button, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody pushed a button either. Um, so the doors open again, and Toby Jones is gone. His time in this world is short-lived. Uh, which I think 
leaves two more characters that Wikipedia lists as worth mentioning. <laughs> okay. So that's B.D. Wong, who plays the geneticist, who does all who's the been in it for He's been in, like, a lot of them, right? That's the same guy. Yeah, I think okay. he's, yeah, pretty like, sure. the only person who's been in all of the movies. Has he been in all of them? Okay. I th- I, he doesn't look old enough to have been in all of them. He hasn't aged at all. What, but he's what a great 57. skincare regimen. He's 57? He's 57. It's After crazy. all those Law & Order episodes, and he's still... <laughs> He looks great. Uh, He, you know, adds his total, like, screen time in the whole franchise to, like, up to six minutes now (laughs) with this movie. Uh, He gets, like, five or six lines to basically complain that they're selling the Indoraptor already, and that's about it. Uh, So he's in it. Um, And then the other person is Geraldine Chaplin, who plays the housekeeper. Oh, yes. Okay. uh, To lock the Lockwood estate. Who also gets very little to do in this movie, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, pretty much nothing. Yeah. Uh, so that's about it. Those are all the characters. Um, did So reading, I read through the synopsis on Wikipedia before this, and so did you stay for any post-credits shenanigans? <laughs> I didn't. I, I was tired of wearing those 3D glasses. <laughs> I had to get out of there. Yeah. We, we left too. I, I didn't expect there to be one. I didn't either. Um, supposedly, there's a very, like... Uh, did you see Kong Skull Island? I didn't, know. Okay, well, it also has, like, a very small post credit scene, um, which is even... is slightly more significant than sub- this one apparently is, which mm-hmm. is just uh, the main characters being told that Kong exists in a world with, like, Godzilla and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. This one... Theoretically, you get the scene of the Tyrannosaurus in the zoo, which is great. Looks right. great. One it of is. the best visuals. Sure. Um, uh, you get a scene, I think, of blue in like a suburban neighborhood, and then credits. Uh, supposedly, the post-credit scene is a flock of Pteranodon flying around the Eiffel Tower replica in Vegas. Oh. Which okay. is totally not worth being a post-credit scene. I don't know why it couldn't have been added on to that last sort of montage of dinosaurs in the in the real world, but I guess they just wanted something at the end. I guess so. Maybe uh, maybe this is me being naive here. Why why couldn't those just have flown away at any time ever? What was uh, keeping them on the island? Is there like a in, invisible barrier? Well, I don't, I don't know how they like set it all up and such, but in the third Jurassic Park, uh-huh. they visit the uh, the second island. And there's this huge, huge enclosure. Okay, like this okay. Huge, like netting enclosure. I don't know if that's how things were on the island. I didn't see it. <laughs> Maybe they just weren't brave enough until the other dinosaurs got out there. They needed friends. I I don't know. They might. Maybe. Um, I hope they didn't want to go to the real Eiffel Tower and they just made a mistake. That would be disappointing <laughs> for them. <laughs> yeah, bit of a bit of a letdown. Because, like I. Like, thinking on, like, what's going to happen in the third movie, clearly it's going to be, like, surviving all these dinosaurs in the real world. Maybe it's going to deal with, like, capturing them or taking them out or something or other. But, like, pteranodons are going to feel like the most difficult ones to handle. Yeah, I don't know. You need, like, some Uh, stealth fighter pilots up there or something. Yeah, I I don't know what the plan is for those or if they're just going to let them be and... Let, let life will find a way. <laughs> do we have like a good grasp? Exactly. Do we have a good grasp on how many dinosaurs are roaming wild now? It's not that many. They said 
like 11 or so? 11. Plus they don't, the Mosasaurus in the right, water? So just a dozen. A dozen? Something. But it's a flock of Pteranodon. So it's 11 species. It's 11 species. Maybe so a little got, or 12 species. So maybe a little more. So you've got the Indoraptor, the mm-hmm. blue, a T-Rex. Wait, didn't the Indoraptor die? Oh, the Indoraptor died. You're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. You're right. Blue, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talk about that too. Um, so you've got the T-Rex, blue, yeah. a flock of Pteranodon, a Mosasaurus. Ankylosaurus, remember that? Ankylosaurus, uh, the the little head-bashing one. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, and then a couple other, like, plant-eater dinosaurs and maybe one or two more carnivores. So, you know, a dozen species, that's not insurmountable. No. Uh, I guess. But it's, I don't know, I, I feel like... I feel like back when Jurassic Park came out, the notion of these dinosaurs getting out was terrifying. Yes. But now I feel, you know, we're 30, 23 years later or so. I don't know what the worry should be. I feel like technology has progressed so far. We'll be able to, like, handle this situation so much easier. Yeah, I don't I don't see a huge problem either. I mean, I'm sure there could be some deaths, but they would be minimal. <laughs> and Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't. It's it's the same thing as like a lion escaping from the zoo, almost maybe a little bit worse than that. But right, right. It's not going to be like a Godzilla type of event. Right, right. Yeah, we don't need like a. That. What do you call him? A, a Jaeger. <laughs> right. We don't need a Jaeger to handle a T Rex. Um. Okay. So the Indoraptor dying. <laughs> At, so eventually, the movie turns into like a haunted house movie. Yeah. With this Indoraptor stalking through the house. Um. You've got. Claire and Owen, and uh, the girl whose name is Maisie. Maisie. Claire and Owen and Maisie, who are trying to escape from this Indoraptor. And they cut the lights out, and they're, like, hiding in all these exhibits, and Claire gets um, pretty pretty badly wounded in the leg. Mm -hmm. She is pretty incapacitated. The girl gets free, she runs up to her bedroom. The Indoraptor follows her. It's on the roof. It climbs down around the roof in through her, like, porch patio thing. Yeah. And you get that scene from the trailer with, like, the claw reaching up the bed. Right. Uh, which, I don't know why it's moving so slowly. I don't know. I, I think this is just a very patient dinosaur. I, it must be. Uh and just in the nick of time, Owen breaks in with, like, a, a fire extinguisher, I think, mm-hmm. and distracts it. And just in the, and then again, just in the nick of time, Blue comes in to the rescue to right. fight the Indoraptor. And Blue is about half, maybe a third the size of the Indoraptor. So it's nowhere close to the difference in size between him hey, and, like, not where it counts. Blue's got heart. <laughs> not where it counts. Blue has all the heart. And so they squ- they squabble. Uh, in the meantime, we've got Maisie and, Cl- uh, and Owen escaping outside, out the window, climbing around the building, out onto this uh, rooftop that's made of glass above the uh, enclosure with all the, the set uh, things that they were just, like, hiding in. Yeah, like the museum kind of thing. Right. And <clears throat> eventually, <laughs> the Indoraptor is forcibly thrown through the window of the bedroom out onto this roof which it's not like it fell 
it was thrown by Blue, supposedly. I, I don't know how that makes any sense. Like, Blue's I don't know. A strong dinosaur, but like. Yeah, I just uh, I just finished watching the staircase on Netflix, and it's a similar situation where I'm I'm just not sure how it's physically possible. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna not think about it. Sure. So, uh, so so the Indoraptor comes crashing out, and then we have another little confrontation. Um, and then maybe a couple of minutes go by, and then uh, Claire appears with her like leg that's been stabbed through. Hey, she put a tourniquet around it. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. And she distracts the Indoraptor, and it <laughs> almost, almost falls through this glass ceiling. Oh. It catches itself, climbs back up. Our heroes are in danger. And Blue comes out of nowhere and takes the Indoraptor down through the ceiling. And it's impaled on that, like, Triceratops horn yep. thing. And the Indoraptor is killed. Uh... There's, uh, you know, we, we've already, like, mentioned a couple of problems with this sequence. But, <laughs> but um, so it feels like everything, with the exception of getting dinosaurs off the island, that is introduced in this movie is not still there at the end of this movie. Very true. Like, the Indoraptor is created and dies this movie. Uh, Rafe Spall's character, the Lockwood character, created and died in this Yeah, movie. I guess we have we have Maisie, Franklin, and Zia have been introduced and survived, and right. the housekeeper's still alive, but not like that matters. Yeah, I don't expect to see her again. <laughs> now, now, were we supposed to believe that that was just happenstance, that the Triceratops thing was there, or do we think that Blue is intelligent enough to do that on purpose? I, I don't guess... know what we're supposed to believe as the audience. Well, I remember seeing it before because I think the Indoraptor climbed it up, climbed up it in a previous scene. Yeah, but Blue wasn't there. Okay, so it was so well, it's, 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 it was on a window, like it was glass that Blue could see. So maybe, maybe, and we, I, we probably do have our answer as to why the dinosaurs weren't worth as much as we thought because it was very easy to trick with that little laser thing and uh, kill. <laughs> so maybe that's why you don't spend billions on it. Maybe that's <laughs> that's a possibility for sure. We um. Just, just like a giant scaly cat, yeah, with sharper teeth, pretty <laughs> and, much, a little and a meaner. Thirst for blood, yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think one other thing, one other specific scene <clears throat> that I thought I wanted to bring up is the T Rex in the cage scene, where they T-Rex. had to get its blood. Oh yes, yes. Which I kind of liked. I thought that was a pretty good scene. Yeah, uh, it was a little bit more uh, simplistic. Not as much going on, so it was kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's just... The T-Rex is kind of like... I don't know how to... It's like prone on in this like very small trailer-sized thing. Yeah. And Claire and Owen have to go in. Uh, where And when they enter, it's sedated, so it's asleep. Or, I don't know if it's necessarily sedated, but it is asleep. And they have to extract blood from it to give to Blue so that Blue will survive the gunshot wound. Right. And during this sequence, um, at one point, Owen is, like, trapped against the side of the wall by the T-Rex moving when it's asleep. And then Claire has to, like, climb on top of it. And then they have to stab it with this needle. And eventually it wakes up because it has to. Mm -hmm. And... uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that. I thought that was a pretty exciting thing. I think the way that uh, Owen escapes by jumping through the mouth of the T-Rex yeah. was a little silly. Yeah. But it was fun. I Like I said, I, I didn't have a problem with most of the set pieces in this movie. Uh, it was it was just the, the, you know, getting from each set piece was the problem, which is 90% of the movie. I, yes. I really liked the yeah. scene where they, they were in the little rollerball thing and fell off the cliff into the ocean and uh you know and owen came down and saved them or whatever that was fun to watch i mean it didn't make much sense or whatever but hey yeah yeah uh i that scene the thing i was like focusing most on that scene was like all the other dinosaurs like hitting the water around them yeah and like sinking or like barely dinosaur paddling to, like, stay <laughs> above the water which was sad yeah, that's true. It was a little sad. Because, so, um, there's this interesting sort of dichotomy in Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies where, on one hand, you're scared of dinosaurs because they're huge, they're dangerous, they're scary. Even the ones that don't eat meat can, like, squish you by stepping on you. Right. But there's this other side that we're, like, in awe of them. We think they're so neat. We think they're so cool. We don't want them to just get killed you know we care about them to some degree and it's i think jurassic park did a really good job of making us feel both of those emotions yes without much conflict this movie i think it has both of those things but it feels a lot worse i get i don't know what word i'm looking for here but it just felt like they were kind of they didn't care about the lives of the dinosaurs making while making this movie, and they're just like, oh, we'll just kill this one here, oh, we'll just kill it here, and oh, this one will kind of be dangerous at this point in time, but not all the time. And I don't know, it just felt like this movie doesn't have a, a quite as good a handle on making us feel the, those ways about the dinosaurs at the right time. Yeah, it was very clear that, I, I guess, the writers cared about the 12 that ex- escaped, and that was it. Right. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, they threw together that kind of dinosaur liberation front or whatever you call it that claire was ahead of Mm -hmm. the head of and i guess that was supposed to be your uh hill attachment the or it represents it anyway i i don't know i'm i'm not the one to (laughs) to ask about this kind of thing because i like i have a pet cat i love my cat yeah as soon as any animal threatens my life i don't care (laughs) like it can it can be taken down even if it's my pet cat um would you have been interested in seeing more of like a global view on the way the situation at the island was being handled? Um, I guess what I, what I mean by that is we get to see Claire at her group thing, like advocating for saving all the dinosaurs. We get to see Jeff Goldblum saying we shouldn't save all the dinosaurs. We should let them die. And after those moments we spend the entire rest of the movie either on the island or in lockwood's house yeah um i know i don't know about you like i think it would have been interesting to see a little bit more of like i don't know other people throughout the world and what they felt about this situation and whether or not it matters to them or or whether sure yeah that could have definitely given a little bit more perspective um at the same time if you have too many eyes (laughs) Yeah. on this thing then you uh start to think why are there only like five people on this island and <laughs> nobody's really doing anything about it it's uh, true so i don't know i guess maybe they didn't want to burden themselves with more explanation or or i guess like you say that and so i was thinking well maybe 
maybe like some a group that's like against saving the dinosaurs that like works counter towards that's a good Claire's point group. Yeah. you know you, they don't even have to show them just like talk about them like I don't know Claire's conversation with Zia could have been like oh we've done we've gotten all these signatures and this these donations and petitions and you know but such and such other group has like 20 times as many because nobody right. wants there to be dinosaurs <laughs> on like the mainland or something I don't know just yeah, something yeah, to some make kind it... of NRA to the PETA <clears throat> kind of situation yeah yeah just something to make it feel a little bit more of a bigger scope kind of thing yeah the movie well, does kind of close in around itself as it goes very on. much so very much uh yeah so, yeah, uh, not not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. No, uh, I think I I always rank my movies, uh, not rank, but rate. Well, I do both, uh, and usually I, I let my time, my you know, my brain settle on it a little bit, give it a week or so. Uh, right now, I, I get have it at, at a C, which I think is a gentleman's C. It might be a little lower. <laughs> gentleman's C. Uh, fair, fair. Because it. The the effects are great. Like you can't deny that they were really good. And oh, I like yeah. dinosaurs, so it's fun to see the dinosaurs and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm I'm a story guy. I like stories. I, I need a good story. I need good writing, and it certainly didn't have that. No, I agree. Uh, I think I think the movie kind of just plays around with putting dinosaurs in situations, and then then afterwards it tried to figure out well how do we get to that situation very and much. Make it, even remotely plausible and some of the times it still didn't even feel remotely plausible uh so yeah i it i i was we i was arguing so i went and saw it with uh two friends of my girlfriends and one of them drove us home afterwards and we were kind of talking about it afterwards and she was like thumbs up on this movie okay she was she really liked the first one didn't like this one as much but was was a fan of it and so, like, her and I were basically just yelling at each other the whole ride home, <laughs> <laughs> which was which was fun. And, like, it was kind of in, in good fun, which was good and right. thankful. But, uh, you know, like, she just kind of felt – I'm trying to – I don't know if I can really do justice to the arguments she was telling me. But, um, like, I brought up the fact that, like, the whole volcano exploding was just a writer's decision. And she was like, oh, no, no, but, like, it's, like, the circle of life, and it's, like, you know, God has, like, rectified this human mistake kind of situation. Okay. Um, I don't know. That argument doesn't really do anything for me, but I guess I can see the, the, like, inkling of of an idea there. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can... uh... You can say that the dinosaurs are are doomed to become extinct uh, if you just, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's uh, that's their fate or something. Uh, I, I can I can I can, see, yeah, I can see where she's going. Yeah, I, I think there's something to it. I, I don't know that the movie does a lot with it, but I think the idea would be interesting to explore. No, it's just a MacGuffin <clears throat> for the movie. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty much Fallen Kingdom, as far as I'm concerned. Uh. So I think the next movie's supposed to come out in 2021. Right. So three years from now, big big summer blockbuster on the horizon. Uh, any more excited for three than you were for two? <laughs> I do kind of like the the concept of there being dinosaurs roaming through the cities and stuff, and I'm sure I'll see it, even yeah. though Movie Pass will be long defunct by then. Uh, Most likely. 
I mean, I don't know. I I'm usually a a blockbuster apologist. Like I t- I like to take movies for what they're worth, and a lot of times people like to jump on a you know hate the movie bandwagon for not a great reason. I don't know. This one doesn't deserve too much defending. Uh, but it hadn't done enough to where I'm going to tell someone not to see it or may, probably not see the last one. So I, I probably will. Okay. That's good. Are you disappointed that we never got a movie that actually features the park being open at the beginning and end of the movie? Oh, a hundred percent. Like that was all I've ever wanted after seeing the first Jurassic park and they just, they couldn't do it. <laughs> And I don't think do I don't us. think three is going to or six is going to do that either. No, it definitely won't. Um, it would take like a Rogue One esque movie to like get us back to that midpoint to try to find it out. Yeah, the JPCU. <laughs> um, is the speak uh, cinematic universe? Is there any other like? franchise that would cross over to this that would get you excited well when you were talking about the skull island thing i thought that's what you were going to say is that uh <laughs> that king kong is well i know he's with godzilla but i, th- I thought maybe he'd be in here too that'd what be could, interesting i don't know what could go with dinosaurs uh maybe hmm. like fast and the furious oh definitely <laughs> that would totally i think that would work great uh, yeah don't send them to space send them to jurassic park <laughs> right <laughs> oh, um man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Marvel can find their way to, to put some superheroes somewhere. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know. I have to think about that one. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's, that's about all I've got on this movie. Uh, more than I thought I had on it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I, I thought I'd be talking for 10 minutes and run out. Yeah. You did a good job uh, recapping it there. I'd forgotten several of those things already. Yeah, I'm sure like things we missed. Um, I just... I guess my biggest concern looking at the third movie is I don't know how we're going to continue the, like, Maisie being a clone storyline and also handle all these dinosaurs loose. It didn't, like, they weren't even loose in this movie and we couldn't keep up with that storyline. So I, I don't know how they're going to balance them in the next movie. I don't know. Gonna, it, gonna try. I said they might not even address it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might errata that one out of the third movie. Or they might but, clone Blue and have him, or have her just a bunch of blues out uh, it's like a raptor task force hunting down the dinosaurs they could they could use her to clone a human dino hybrid oh there you go mazysaurus mazysaurus and just really take this franchise in a completely different direction yeah. oh my goodness i don't i don't think i'd enjoy that yeah maybe not i don't know um yeah unless there's anything else you want to say about it that's all i've got yeah, me too. Awesome. Uh, so, um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, this is about an hour on the on the movie, give or take. And final final kind of grade is not so great. <laughs> to say, to put it lightly, I'm definitely a lot lower on it than you. If I had to translate my score into a letter grade, yeah, it would probably be a solid like. E. E? Okay. E with F being like the lowest. Right. So it had room to go lower, but it didn't quite make it. Uh, the set, like you said, like the, it looks great. The dinosaurs look great. And a lot of the set pieces were pretty, pretty solid too. And I think the best element is like what it sets up for in the next movie. Probably. Um, of everything else. 
so yeah, that's that's Fallen Kingdom. Uh, before we get out of here, is uh, anything you wanna wanna promote, wanna plug, wanna let everybody know about? Yeah. Does Does everybody like? Do your listeners like play Fantasy Movie League or? Or I talk about it a lot. Okay. So you're you're welcome to like promote stuff related to that if you want. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me and a couple guys uh, are co-host on the Fantasy Movie League official podcast, which is. Uh, FML My Life is what it's called. We have a weekly podcast where uh, we kind of break down the game each week, but mostly we just play around and have fun. And uh, that's, uh, yeah, FML My Life. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff at FML Pod. And I guess that's it. Go yeah. Braves. I like the Braves. <laughs> all right. Go Braves. Good. Uh, well, David, thank you so much for being on this episode with me. I really yeah, man, thanks it. for having me. Yeah, um, if <laughs> uh, if we're both still playing fantasy movie league in three years, maybe we can do this again for the third Jurassic World. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll start. <laughs> I'll start taking notes so I can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get all the dinosaurs' names down. All right, perfect, great. Um, thanks again, and yep. uh, I'm sure I'll see you later. All right, bye. You can check out the show notes uh, for more information about FML My Life. And <clears throat> uh, outside of that, uh, if you want to check out my own website, circleoffilm.com, you can find all the old episodes there, uh, as well as most places where you can find podcasts. You can fi- uh, get in touch with me, follow me, find me on Twitter at circleoffilm, or send me an email, circleoffilm at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show for as little as eight cents an episode, you can do that on patreon.com slash circleoffilm. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same good night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.